four, three, two, one. You come to me on my International Day of Women? Send me money. You come to me on the day of the International Woman? Send me money. Send us money. We're women. <laughs> and of the international variety. Yeah. We've been to several places. Your womanhood has been profoundly impacted mm-hmm. in multiple yeah. um, different nations. So send me money or buy me a Vanessa Mooney dress. Mistakes. Ow. I mean, technically, this is not coming out on the day of it. International Women's Day. No, but it's still inter- it's Women's Month. It's so. Women's Month. It's Women's History Month, and um, we're recording on the day. Yeah. Did you do anything special for the day? Um, no. I mean, let's see. What was special that I did today? I slept all day. Ugh, and then... I mean, that's what our that's what the suffragettes fought for. Yeah. I, can, I um, confirmed some shifts for my catering job for next month. And I did a lot of internet sleuthing for this Ireland trip that I'm planning. So truly international. Yeah, truly international. Um, wrote things down in my calendar. Um, and did it all while wearing my Hillary Clinton baseball cap. Yeah. Because I'm still with her. Because you're a nasty, nasty international nasty woman. Nasty international woman. And, you know, writing emails... It's all thematically. It ties back. It does tie back. Yeah. I mean. Speaking of emails, actually, speaking of Hillary's emails, um, Hillary, come come on the pod. Um, (laughs) We're running low on listener mistakes. By running low, we mean we don't have any at the moment. Yeah, we don't have any. I don't think we might actually. And I just I think there are a few that we've like read and just like forgot to circle back to. I'm going to I'm going to do it like a proper scan of our <clears throat> inbox um later tonight i just didn't have time to do that yeah but send them to us send them to us at bestmistakespod at gmail.com so many of you i there's so many more of you than there are people who have sent in mistakes yeah and like i'm sorry do you think you're better than us you think that you don't make mistakes like the rest of us also stop being a coward we won't read your name if you don't want us to yeah just send because i keep having some of our friends being like yeah i like have this mistake or that mistake but like mm, i don't know and i'm like we're not gonna read your name yeah just send it Maybe people are afraid that we're going to judge them. And we might. We might. That's part so of mistakes. <laughs> Get over it. Y'all Grow have definitely up, judged us for ours. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Let's not pretend like that's not happening. No. Um, That's like part of the fun is that we're all flawed and that's okay. Yeah, but we also all get to judge each other and that's also okay. I don't judge anyone. Um, and if anyone judges me, I'll kill them. Um, <laughs> but I'm personally not flawed. I think you're all fucked up. In the head. Why'd you look at me when you said that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just think all of my... I think all of our friends are giant fuck-ups, and I'm perfect. Um, and as the leader of our friends, I thought I'd make eye contact with you. As the Regina George. As the, as the Regina, Regina George. George of our friends. I did recently. That was a very millennial moment of me, was trying to get a friend to um, realize that they have a problem of being quite mean sometimes and connecting with them by calling them a Regina George and then understanding kind of 
the weight of what I was trying to convey <laughs> with that. And I was like, I love being a millennial. Is this the same friend that like we showed Mean Girls? Yes. Because they're Gen Z. Yes. That's like the most um, <laughs> like mentor millennial thing you can <laughs> yeah. do is like show somebody Mean Girls for the first time and then months later reference it while leveling with them about like how they're hurting people's feelings. Yeah. Like, I saw their lights that, kind of. Remember that historical film yeah. I showed you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they like smiled and their eyes kind of were like, you know, made made that look you know the look I'm talking about where they're like understanding something yeah yeah and then they like kind of like smirked and I was like okay so you get it yeah but it's it's also very Regina George of them to probably take that a little bit as a compliment yeah no totally (laughs) totally and that's even further proof that they are Regina George is that they're like really you mean it I'm Regina George (laughs) Uh, yeah like when when Katie uh, gets nominated. Yes. And um, Damien and Janice like make fun of her reaction for being nominated for spring. Yes. What is it? Spring fling Ye- or something? What is it? Oh, I forget. The spring something queen. Yeah. Um, And they're like, really me? That face? <laughs> yeah. That's what I picture that friend made. <laughs> you think I'm Regina George? Yeah. Anyway, if there's any listeners who have still not seen Mean Girls after the a number of times we've referenced it, now's your time. Yeah, I got it together. Now's your time to watch Mean Girls and write us a listener mistake. Yeah. And then send us money because it's Women's Month. Subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. Our Patreon is... Support us on Anchor. Our episode on Patreon this week is going to be really funny because we both tell um, embarrassing, embarrassing stories. stories. We get into our... Um, independent women phase yeah discussions we do um so yeah go subscribe to that if you just if you need something in return <laughs> for <laughs> for the money but if you want to just give us money feel absolutely free to do that as well um we work hard we're devoted we work tirelessly for this family for this fuck up family yep that nika is the um flawless leader of I mean, I just, you know, when you wanted to start this podcast, I was like, I don't really relate to the idea just because like, I don't, I haven't really fucked up ever, but I wanted to do something with you anyway. I wanted yeah. to help you steward the ship. Yeah. You saw some potential in me. You yeah. wanted to, you wanted to like give me your clout a little bit. What are you yeah. looking at? I thought I saw a centipede on the ceiling, but it wasn't one. Um, you just gave me the same feeling that like when a dog looks at nothing. Like oh, <laughs> I was like, did Nika just see a fucking ghost? I mean, yeah, but the ghost of a centipede. Um, I've been keeping my eye out because the weather is changing, and so whenever the oh, weather, I know. whenever I'm, the weather changes, they're always back. I'm trying to do a much better job of like never leaving a snack out for longer than I'm eating it. Now that like, oh yeah, bug season is coming back. Yeah, we luckily don't get roaches in this. We've got we get one a year. Like one fat, tired roach. We get roaches, but it has, that is the price to pay for a first floor apartment. Yeah. Like I love, I love having a backyard, and I honestly love not having to go up any stairs to get into my apartment. Like yeah. I used to live on, I've lived on a third floor. I used to live on a second floor. The second floor wasn't so bad, but you know, when you're like have a big ass bag of laundry or something, yeah. But that is the downside is that you're the floor that gets the mice and the roaches first. Yeah. Luckily. We do get mice. Luckily, neither have been too bad, but I never, I've never had roaches in any apartment until this one. Yeah. Um, so. Um, I hate them. 
I hate all bugs besides like spiders. I love spiders. I'm actually looking forward to bug season coming back just so that spiders come back. Yeah. They scare me when they come out of nowhere or if like they're on my body without me realizing it. But just like a beautiful or orb weaver or whatever yeah. um, in your window. Oh, there's nothing like one of those gorgeous spider webs. Love, love, love. Love. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, I'm I feel you. They're disgusting. The roaches. I wish that spiders ate roaches. I do too. But I guess the size of a spider that would eat a roach is maybe a size that is outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm glad that the spiders that we have in New York are not really like playing that field. Yeah. Same. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if like I'm ready to extend my love of spiders to like the Australian varieties, you know? Yeah. Sorry, my brain is off this week. It's a depressive. It's a real depressive episode. It's an annoying depressive episode. I'm not even sad either. I'm just like tired. You know, I don't feel like doing anything. My room is a mess and I refuse to clean it. Absolutely. Just kind of sinking into the depression. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, you're right as a woman during this Women's History Month. No, absolutely. To not have to clean your room. No, I agree. It's just bad. So I've been cleaning it in sections. That's how bad it is. Like one section every three days. <laughs> like underneath my bed and then like the drawer and my side table. And then like the inside of that like chest that sits on my desk. If anyone wants a desk with a bookshelf built into it, let me know if you're in New York. You can have it. You don't want it? I don't want it anymore because I realize that I never sit at it. Yeah. I never use it. Uh-huh. It's not like I don't have things to do, but every like I write sitting on, on my bed. bed. Yeah. My room is too small to have a desk that I don't use. And I would rather put I need to get a dresser um, and I would like to put a dresser in my room and then eventually get a small couch and put it where the desk is. Just be even more bohemian. Just kind of Elisa's setup. Yeah, but not that. I want like a comfortable couch. I want like yeah. something you can like sleep on, um, like a chaise or something. So that like friends can sleep on it or what? No, so that I can like lie on it in my room and just, you know, be bohemian. Friends sleep <laughs> on it. I don't let friends sleep over my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I thought the reason you didn't is because you don't like people in your bed. No, I like my, fr- my friends can be in my bed. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't, you know, depends on the friend. No, um, I don't, I'm not really a host. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. As we both have. I'll host like my close, close friends, Mm -hmm. but. Same. Yeah. I'm a social butterfly, but I need to be able to get out. Yeah. There's never a need for anyone to sleep at my apartment. Like no one ever asks or anything. Yeah. No, I just want to not have that desk anymore. It's um, too big. It's an eyesore. Sure. I don't need it. Now that we got your Craigslist ad in there, yeah. sponsored by Mika's Need to Sell Her Desk. Sponsored by Facebook Marketplace. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's segment. Mistakes, keepsakes, and hot takes. Okay, my keepsake is that um, our friends, um, Mark and JT, <laughs> again, took me out the other night. Um, Mark invited me. A few weeks ago and then reminded me like a few days ago before the show to see um, Joey Arias, who I had never heard of, didn't look up beforehand. So like didn't know what to expect, but they are a queer 
performer that I guess has not done. I don't want to misspeak here. So I'm not going to say how many years I think it is, but I know it'd been quite a while since they had performed. And so this was like a big deal. And they've been around like in the queer nightlife performance scene for decades. Um, And so I got to see them. It was my first time at Joe's Pub, which is like an experience within itself and of itself. Um, And yeah, it was just a cute night. It was really nice to be there. It was, you know, oh, it's always nice to be with good friends. Um, It was just a it felt like beautiful to be witnessing this piece of like queer history and nightlife. Just kind of one of those like I'm a New York woman moments. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was cute. Laughs all around. Um, my mistake. Uh, um, I guess. I mean, like you know, absolutely making a home for myself in this depressive episode, <laughs> rather than trying to like pull myself out of it. Uh-huh. Which I don't even really know if that's a mistake, but I'll say it's one. Um, also. I guess um, being like a cunt at work on Friday night, but like I think that both of the people I was a cunt to deserved it. Um, <laughs> it was just, it was two very drunk people. Um, you know, one of them was like with two other people. They came in immediately, me and the bartender were like, these people are annoying. And it was a situation where I guess it was like they were going to have a threesome with this guy that they came in with. And then they and then one of them was like, I actually don't like I'm leaving you here. Like, I don't want you to come home with us, actually. And then was like the one who said that then was like, we need to leave like right now. And was like super fucked up and was like flipping out about needing to leave. And so his partner or his friend was like, do you guys just like mind if we like pay later and I laughed. I was sitting on the bar and I laughed and I was like, uh, no, I was like, you're paying right now. And he was like, why are you being like this? Why is she fucking being like this? I've been coming in here way longer than you've been working here. I don't even know who you are. Like, you're a fucking bitch. And I was like being very calm. And I was like, OK, I was like, bye, sweetie. I was like, we don't take afterpay here at this bar. Like, sorry, you need to go. Um... And yeah, it just like escalated in a way that I was like, that was annoying. And at the end of the night when we were closing, there was another very drunk guy in there, like almost falling out of his chair. He like broke a glass with his hand by like holding it so hard. And so I like called over the bartender and was like, you know, like we need to get this guy out of here and you need to do something. I don't know why you're still serving him shots and drinks because he's beyond blackout Uh and he's about to walk home and like legally if anything happens we get fucked over Uh it's kind of crazy that you're a bartender and you don't know that Uh um (laughs) and so we got into a bit of a tiff about it because that drunk guy heard everything i was saying and complained to this bartender and so when he left the bartender was like you know like working in a bar like you don't ever really want to like talk about someone like that in front of them and i've like had I just don't like this bartender and I keep having these like very like kind of patriarchal moments with him where he tries to like talk to me about like working in a bar and I'm like, babe, I've been working in a bar probably as long as you have. So like cut the shit, Uh please. And thanks. Um, And I just like let him have it. Um, And 
Not that that was a mistake, but I just kind of wish that I hadn't let him have it, even though he deserved it, because it like went in one ear and out the other. It's like he's not someone who is like listening to anything I'm saying. It's like not hitting him in a way that it was constructive. So it probably just made him think that I'm more of a bitch than he already thinks. Um, so that was a mistake. Um, and my hot take is that um, I guess my hot take is that like gay men are hiding in plain sight all around us. Um, <laughs> I experienced this on Sunday night at Hot For You where I thought that I had found just like another queer person that I was making out with all night and, you know, was like giving me a back massage in the bathroom and like trying to like finger me on the dance floor and like making out with me all night. And then when I asked if he wanted to hook up, he said no because he's not sure how into women he Ugh. is. And I was wah, like, wah. wait, wait, wait. This is even worse than if I had known that you were a faggot and we were doing this all night because it would have been like consensual. But I have been making out with and like flirting with you all night under the guise of you being queer. Right. Because you were hitting on me. Bestie, I hear you. So my hot take is just like, leave me alone. Out of it. Leave, leave me, me out, out of it. it. Leave me out of your need to experiment. I'm like so over that. Same. It's like I'm I'm a grown woman. I don't want to. If you're not going to put your fingers inside of me, don't put them like even don't put them on my labia. Yeah. Don't touch. Don't put them inside of my underwear. Don't do any of it. Yeah. I don't even want to make out with gay men anymore unless they're trying to fuck is how I'm feeling except the bestie that I've been making out with (laughs) well but they're not gay true well they keep saying that they're a faggot and I'm like okay but you're bisexual but yeah but you know they're they're trying to rebrand you can reclaim they're trying to rebrand as not bisexual that's what they have been you know acting like Like they're trying to like rebrand as being like gay tell their twitter that I know (laughs) Um, or just like them in general Um, love you Um, Um, yeah you're Actively bisexual. You're bi. To tell you. <laughs> you're, you're bi. <laughs> being bi is real. You're non-binary. <laughs> you're non-binary and you're bi, and we've decided that. No, and um, we love you, and we love you. We do, but also you're bi. Before anyone comes for us, <laughs> we're not the active deciders of this. This is something that this person, something that this person has expressed. Yeah, you know, and that I'm um pill. I'm hard pill. I'm I'm non-binary pilling them as hard as I can. Yeah, same. Um, and also. Not yeah, that's the only thing I'm killing them with. Um. Anyway, I'm just yeah. My my hot take is just leave me alone. Leave me alone. I just I don't like. I don't. I'm over that phase in my life. I don't like find it hot. It's just annoying. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and of course it's like the first time in like five years that I've asked someone if they want to go fuck in the bathroom. It's so not my style, and then that's how it's met. I was like, I have to go home, and <laughs> eat cheese its in bed. I'm like, I mean, out I and get tired. it. I have a person that's like actively courting me. Oh yeah, brought me like Valentine's Day flowers and like pays for my like Ubers everywhere when we go out together, and like pays for me to get into like the club if it's like a place where I'm not listed. Yeah, which is getting fewer and fewer places. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> um but like and then like dances with me and is like super touchy and like texts me about like how like hot and cool I am but is like I'm I'm a gay man. Yeah. 
And I'm like, that's fine. I'm not trying to tell you you're not. But like, what's all of this then? Like, what is it? I didn't I didn't initiate Just any of this. Of Ugh, I mean, it's hard being non-binary icons that confuse people. <laughs> But it's none of my business anymore. I'm like, I'm sorry that 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 my existence has stirred some realization in you. Yeah, but also, but that's not my problem. And it's not even being non-binary icons because, like, with that person, it was actually extremely gender not affirming that experience. The person I'm talking about, because for them, they were like, "Well, I don't know how into women I am," and I was like, "Ew, yeah, I have to go." Sorry, I cut my foot earlier and my shoes filling up with blood, (laughs) so. I have to go empty that in the toilet now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just like, ew. It sucks because I completely understand, like, as somebody who has also struggled with my gender and sexuality in various ways, like, I understand that part of figuring that out is interacting with Don't. other people. And I'm not saying that I'm not, not a safe person for that, like, period. It's just more like you need to be mindful about how you're interacting with me as a person. Yeah. And not just, like, as part of your, like, projection of your own identity issues. Yeah. I also... Like, am, that's not my business. Yeah. I'm personally not a safe person. Like, I would not really welcome that anymore. Like, I don't figure it out and then... We can fuck. I yeah, no, I, for me too. Figure yeah. it out and then we can fuck. But I mean, like, I'm a safe person for you to, like, express oh, your attraction yeah. to me and, like, maybe, like, talk to me about for that sure. stuff. Yeah. But don't, like, actively hit on me and, like, lead me down some kind of rabbit hole yeah. where, like, w- when we get there, the, like, Alice in Wonderland is instead Anya in, like, your identity crisis. Yeah, it's just, it was sad, you know, it was sad because for me personally, because I was so much hotter than this person. And that <laughs> was the real... The tragedy of it. The real tragedy of it all. Oh, Lisa, are you, is this what you're cooking that I'm smelling? What are you cooking? Ugh. Mm. It smells mm. great. It smells kind of like... We love to cook lentils in this house. It smells kind of like um, stuffing. Mm, it does smell like stuffing. Yum. Yum. Um, Ooh, that makes me want Thanksgiving, even though it's nowhere near. Let's do. We could do Thanksgiving food for Easter. Let's do that since we're not going to Sheester anymore. Yeah, let's have. And I'm a, not going home. Let's have an Easter and okay. make Thanksgiving food. Thanksgiving for food. It. Okay, okay, perfect. I'm down. Cool. Because <laughs> I, I like have been thinking about like stuffing. Can and, we do not turkey though? Yeah, let's do something else. Okay, we can I don't, do, Oh, we could do ham. Sure. Because that's Easter. Yeah. And then we can do stuffing and all that shit. We can do potatoes. all the other same sides, yeah, yeah, yeah. but just a ham. Okay, I mean, that's cool. My family did that like basically for Christmas Yeah, was like ham and then like Thanksgiving food. Okay, cute. Um, Let's do it at <laughs> what? Jesse's house? Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> hey, Jesse. <laughs> Let us know if you're going to be in town or not. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Because we'll um, still have it there, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're still going to use your apartment, but you just let us know if you're going to be there. He did um, lots of new home improvements that are looking real great for our apartment. I love it. For our apartment. For our home. For our beautiful, beautiful home. It's so important It's so important to build a home in your best friend's home. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> so enough about you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to make up for not talking as much on the Patreon episode. <laughs> no, I love it. You're back in action. <laughs> my wish is for this, for just recording this podcast to trigger a manic episode for you. Oh my God. Me too, because I have a lot of cleaning of my room to do. Well, great. Now let's just intentionally start talking faster and more okay. enthusiastically. Great. Um, 
<laughs> I love that ominous music from Elisa's phone accidentally plays right as we both say that we want to trigger a manic episode. <laughs> the world was like, no, you don't. Uh, Chill for two seconds of your life, please. I'm trying. But... Um, okay, my keepsake this week was definitely um glow jobs show at house of yes that i was on um that we promoted on the podcast last week mm-hmm. it was so much fun such a success reminded me of like what i love about performing so much like not just specifically stand up but just like performance yeah i love doing stand up on shows that are not stand up shows it is kind um, of the best way to do it. Yeah. It's like fun to be like one of like the only stand up or one of the only stand ups on a show. And um, that's not to say I don't love being on a stand up show. I'm available for your shows. <laughs> Book me. But it just was like so, so much fun to do it for like a crowd that isn't necessarily like a stand up crowd. Like they came out for kind of they came out for a circus show and I was like a surprise. Yeah. And that could have gone badly if I was like you know not their cup of tea but like they're fucking queer people who came out to a circus show at like one of the most famous nightclubs in New York City like I'm obviously their cup of tea not to say that I'm like amazing but I'm just you know a queer person that like lives very much in that world so I think my stand-up jived with them in a way that um, maybe like mainstream stand-up doesn't always Mm -hmm. for that like demographic of people but yeah my um mistake mm-hmm. um i was just very bad at like texting back this week and so one of our friends um offered to like take me to this play a few like honestly months ago like i kind of forgot about it and it was supposed to be this weekend and they texted me on friday granted while i like while i was on stage while i was on stage so i'm not you know the fact like that I didn't see their text right away, I don't think is a mistake because I was like busy that night. Yeah. But I didn't text them back until the play had already happened on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and I just feel bad. I know that they were able to take other people and they had a great time and I don't yeah. think they're upset with me. But like I'm just not a flake usually. That's not my nature. Yeah. And um I just like completely forgot about it. And uh not only did I forget about it, but like I forgot to even text them back when they like texted me. Um, They didn't text me about the play, but I think that's what they, they were just like checking in. And I think that they would have reminded me had I, had I texted back. Well, I didn't text back until today. So (laughs) you're a better man than I am. Gunga Din. Okay. Well, great. Then that's both of our mistakes. Um, My hot take. I um, have been, really struggling (laughs) to get on board with um the like kind of over the top fake looking lash extensions that everyone has these days so bad listen i don't mind a fake eyelash like that you put on for a look no but these are ugly but these like kind of like semi-permanent lash extensions that people still even have on when they have no other makeup on it just looks like insane insane And whatever, I I support everyone's right to follow a trend that makes them look insane. I famously had a mullet most of this year and probably will go back to having one soon. Um, I, like, have terrible tattoos. Like, 
look insane if you want to look insane. Um, I love that for you. But I do think that it is the new, like it's the current um, like skinny jean. Yeah. Or like block eyebrow mm-hmm. that like we're going to look back on in like less than 10 years time and like laugh about like how in 2022 everybody had these like. Yeah absurdly fake looking lash extensions yeah like I think the way that all of us thought that our eyebrows looked amazing when it looked like a full like sharpie filled them in terrible I'm so glad I missed that (laughs) um that's what this lash moment is um but like I said I don't mind a fake looking lash in general and I actually don't even really mind it on everyone right now I'm just personally not gonna get on it on board um it's it's more like I'm just having my hot take is in the future we're gonna look back on that particular trend as like the thing we laugh about in this moment yeah I think I think so too that's my hot 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 take So, um, Fuck Up of the Week is definitely this article that was written in the opinion guest essay section of the New York Times, They Just Stay Losing, <laughs> by Emma Camp. Like, I can't imagine attaching a photo of myself and my name to this article. You are a psycho girl. Emma, come on the pod. Um, so, Emma Camp is a senior at the University of Virginia. Wait, is her last name Camp? Camp, yes. Oh my C-A-M-P. God, we're looking Camp right in the and eye. Right in the eye. The article is titled, I Came to College Eager to Debate. I Found Self-Censorship Instead. Um, it came out yesterday. Um, and I guess, here, I'll read like a little, I'll read the first part of it. Charlotte, Charlottesville, Virginia. Each week, I seek out the office hours of a philosophy department professor willing to discuss with me complex ethical questions raised by her course on gender and sexuality. We keep our voices low, as if someone might overhear us. Hushed voices and anxious looks dictate so many conversations on campus here at the University of Virginia, where I'm finishing up my senior year. A friend lowers her voice to lament the ostracizing of a student who said something well-meaning but mildly offensive during a student club's diversity training. Another friend shuts his, shuts his bedroom door when I mention a lecture defending Thomas Jefferson from contemporary criticism. His roommate might hear us, he explains. I went to college to learn from my professors and peers. I welcomed an environment that champions intellectual diversity and rigorous disagreement. Instead, my college experience has been defined by strict ideological conformity. Students of all political persuasions hold back in class discussions and friendly conversations on social media from saying what we really think. Even as a liberal who has attended abortion rights demonstrations and written about standing up to racism, which she did link that article, I sometimes feel afraid to fully speak my mind. So that's the first um, few paragraphs of this article. Um, And it just, it's not like a horrible article. She's just extremely annoying. Um, I just, I don't really fuck with this idea of self-censorship really even being a thing because like Mm -hmm. it's not I can't imagine being in college right now but I was in college only what six years ago wasn't that different if anything I think we were worse six years ago I think so too because like five to ten years ago was like the more like tumblr era slash in the wake of the tumblr era and even though things have gotten worse in some respects with like quote unquote cancel culture. I think the thing that is super different is that we have now finally started 
holding a lot of space for perspectives like this. Yeah, I mean, I li- I got yeah no like I got, like I remember getting called racist in a new in a new school uh, Audre Lorde seminar class because I said that I thought that bell hooks had some turfy ideologies, <laughs> which she did. Yeah. Um. Like it was it was a wild time to be in a liberal arts college. Yeah. Five to ten years ago. Yeah, and we like didn't yet at that point have as much conversation about like criticizing can't quote-unquote cancel culture yeah like now it's like just as much as canceling is happening or self-censorship and fear of cancellation is happening there's i think equal and opposite criticism of that happening yeah i mean in my opinion someone very succinctly changed the title of this article to um everyone thinks my ideas suck ass here's why that's a systemic issue (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it yeah, just... I saw that on Twitter. I think that was really funny. Yeah, um, it's a lot, girly. Pack it up. But Emma Camp, come on, come the pod. on, the pod. We also will probably think that your ideas suck ass, but we'll give you a platform to talk about them. As aspiring canceled comedians, yeah, <laughs> we would love to have you on the pod to talk about it. Um, reach out. Talk about this terrible mistake you made of writing this article. Writing that. I'm going to the University of Virginia, or just. Hold on. Yeah, or just this dress that you're wearing um, <laughs> in this photo. I get what you think it's giving, but... Wait, can I see? I forget what the dress is. Mm. She just looks like... It's a bit like white supremacist, like Serena in the Handmaid's Tale dress. It has very... Um, just escaped a Mormon cult, and this is like my first modern outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's very like Nikki trying to be not as modest on Big Love. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. A drop waist just doesn't. A drop waist dresses don't work on anyone. Yeah, and like the like long sleeve V neck really ages young people. I yeah, think. Yeah, and if you're gonna do a long sleeve, do a long sleeve. Don't do a quarter length. <laughs> sleeve um i mean clearly we would not vibe she's wearing a wristwatch and it's not like well an and not in a gay way yeah not in a gay way wait what's a gay way of wearing a watch it's just like a thing that lesbians wear wristwatches oh i didn't know that well maybe she's gay i mean she said she's a liberal so well hold on let's see i i mean like in a gay fashion way like oh lesbians yeah. wear fashion no it doesn't look like watches. she's wearing it in a gay fashion way but like maybe I mean, she maybe. you know she's got potential for that to be what yeah, is happening. Emma, are here. you gay? I'm a camp. Come on the pod. Okay, if you're gay, this puts a whole new spin on everything, and it makes it ten times worse. But also better, <laughs> like not like better in that I agree with it, but yeah. like better that this like is this all happened at yeah, all? Totally. Um, that is gay rights. That is gay rights is being annoying. <laughs> I mean, it is. No, I agree. Um, it would just be cool if it was just less white gay people that were annoying. I feel like yeah. we've really championed that. It's time to step aside and let some other marginalized identities in the LGBTQIA plus community be the annoying ones. But Emma Camp, you can be like one of the last reigning if you're gay. Yeah. If you're wearing that watch in a gay way. If not, my bad. Definitely not um, presuming anyone's sexuality. Yeah, sorry. I'm just I'm reading more of. The, I'm skimming through this article to see if she mentions being gay anywhere. <laughs> um, no, it's just her talking about how she should get out of the kitchen because she can't handle the heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, girl. Get over it. Uh, go debate, girl. Go debate, girl. 
Um, okay, shall we do a listener mistake? And by listener mistake, I mean a friend's mistake because yeah. we have no listener mistakes and yeah. y'all need to fill up our email box, bestmistakespod at gmail.com That's it. with your mistakes. Listener mistakes. Okay, so this is a short essay that my friend um, Rebecca Rush wrote. Um, and I would just like to plug her podcast called Brutal Vulnerability. Um, she also uh, is Rebecca Rebecca Rush 639 on Instagram. Um, and you can subscribe to her OnlyFans. Um, her username is RR639. Um, and yeah, she's a really great writer. And this is a personal essay she wrote about a mistake that she made. And she was kind enough to let us read it on the pod. Yay. Um, I got the DUI because I was trying not to smoke crack. I had a breakfast shift waitressing a job. And once I discovered that I could spend $20, get high and fall asleep on crack rather than a hundred and stay up all night, it became an option once I was drinking. I met crack the way most white girls do after running out of the tiny bit of coke my friend had shown up with and asking a guy in my building to get me more. When he arrived with a smokable cocaine, it was 2 a.m. Our money was spent and we were coming down. I tried heroin that summer, too, but this story isn't about heroin. It's about trying not to smoke crack. I went to the bar across the street after work. I hadn't been invited, and and while I had noticed that, I refused to see it as intentional. Um... I slid into the booth with a drink. You can only have two, said my manager, Aaron. You have to drive. I'm not going to get drunk, I responded. I have a triple tomorrow. A triple shift at this restaurant meant that I would start my day at 7 a.m. and maybe uh, maybe get out by 9. I offered to push through the crowd to get more drinks for everyone from the bar. While there, I ordered a shot, downed it, and before I walked back... Downed it before I walked back and giggled to myself. Joke's on her. I had three drinks, that shot and maybe another. And then I got into my car to drive the 20 minutes home while Aaron stumbled to her apartment a block away. I felt fine, barely buzzed. I smoked some weed on the highway and reminded myself that tonight I was not going to smoke crack. I pulled into town and around a bend less less than two miles from my place and the gas light came on. I wasn't going to have enough time in the morning to stop. Directly in front of me was the crack gas station. It's exactly what it sounds like. A place where someone like me could buy crack from some middleman milling about, procure a cloth and wire and wire rose in a tiny glass tube that was a crack pipe in disguise and a bit of a chore and a bit of chore boy to use as a filter from the man behind the register. Once I'd picked up the type of middleman who insists on smoking whatever he got you with you and pocketing whatever he pinched at this place and yelled at him. Wait, hold on. Once I'd picked up the type of middleman who insists on smoking whatever he got with you and pocketing whatever he pinched at this place and yelled at him so viciously when he kept trying to make out with me, saying the neighbors would call the cops unless they thought we were a couple. And he ran out of my car and down the road, leaving his backpack with all his worldly possessions behind. In the bag, I found rope, duct tape, and fishing gear. When all your food stamp money goes to crack, you need 
fish to survive. These experiences had taken me as far as drugs could go. Sitting in some guy's mama's house, letting him shoot me up with his streetwalker sister's dirty needles while the fan hummed and the August air hung heavy and I kept having to take a hit of crack to keep from nodding off because he was sitting behind me and every time my body slumped, he tried to touch my boobs. This is as far as it goes, this drug thing. I I thought while the rush of heroin and crack collided in my brain and it is still not that great. My reverie immediately interrupted because I had to swat his hands away again. It was just a few weeks later this night fighting to not kamikaze myself. In the rock, paper, scissors of life, addiction covers self-knowledge. Um, I pulled in with a plan to get $10 in gas and get the hell out of there. The gas station had four pumps and dozens of people I could buy crack from. Once I got through the outside crowd, I was faced with the, with an inside line. I ran back to my car, hopped in and drove off without turning on my headlights. I was immediately pulled over. Obviously, the cops stake out the crack gas station on Saturday night. The next thing I remember, I was standing in the police station getting booked, yelling, I am not drunk. I had to pee so bad and was alternately begging and demanding to be allowed to go. They pulled my bowl out of my purse and added paraphernalia to my charges. Thankfully, there was no crack. I peed in my good work pants. It slid down my leg, hit my non-slip work shoe, and traveled across the white tile floor. Joke's on them, I thought. Though I got to spend the next seven hours in though I got to spend the next seven hours in my pee pants. I was dragged, dead weight, like I was in a Karen's going wilds video, and locked in a cell. I screamed, I paced, I did handstands off the small metal bench into the concrete wall and wailed that Casey Casey Anthony had been treated better than me. She murdered her toddler and I, I'm not even drunk. They started to talk back through the speaker. When I sat on the floor near the door and sobbed, they told me that the last woman in there shot all over the floor. It didn't occur to me to sit, breathe, calm down and wait for it to be over. It felt like it would never be over. I stood up, squared my shoulder to the door, and began slamming my body into it. They laughed from the speaker. I felt it budge. I felt like I was making progress. I felt like I was doing something. I don't know what I thought would happen if I did break down the door. On the other side of it were all cops. I finally lay down on the cold metal bench and fell asleep. A purple, bru- a purple bruise blooming on the top of my arm, my pants damp with not drunk piss. I remember now. I did a breathalyzer. I did it confidently because I felt fine. I was over the legal limit, but just barely. I think that is what pissed me off the most. I later found out that I would have gotten out much earlier if I had been less belligerent, perhaps if I had been drunker. I was released as dawn broke pink and blue over the sleepy port town of New London, the whaling city. I walked from one end to the other two miles, called a breakfast regular from my job crying, and he came and met me and lent me cash to get my car out of impound. I still didn't have my license and would have to beg for it back over and over, citing my very important birthday trip to California as if it mattered to anyone or as if it mattered or anyone cared. I showered. I went to work. This is what a successful night battling addiction can look like. I may have gotten arrested, but at least I did not smoke crack. A month later, when I called the cops because my roommate assaulted me, 
parentheses, smashed a peanut butter sandwich in my face while I said something shitty. They recognized me. I know you. You had us cracking up, they said. Oh, where did you see my where did you see me do a comedy show? Huh? No, we were the we were there when you had your DUI. Six months later, I was sober and driving home from a gig in Boston. I turned to my passenger and said, oh, shit, I almost forgot to turn my headlights on. I don't want to get another DUI. Then I realized I couldn't get another DUI. I was not drunk. The end. That was truly riveting. (laughs) (laughs) My gosh. I mean, I mean, a wild story. A wild story. With a lot of like Easter eggs for like other crazy stories, um, like just like the heroine is a story for another time. But for now, let's just focus on the night that I got a DUI because I didn't smoke crack. Oh my God, Rebecca Rush. I love. Yeah, um, she's really cool, and she's got a lot of really interesting writing online. If you enjoyed that story, she's got a lot of interesting stories to tell. Um, more recently, one of her articles that I really enjoyed was about her, um, cosmetic surgery that she got Mm. and the depression she had afterwards. Um, and yeah, all of her writing you can find, um, she posts about it on her Instagram and stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah. She's great. Um, and she's doing the Lord's work being, you know, an open and out sex worker in writing and comedy. We love that. Hell yeah. And, you know, open and honest about her experience with drugs and alcohol and destigmatizing the rocky road to recovery for a lot of people. Yeah, she's a real one. So look into Rebecca. Um, I'm going to do a couple of patron shout outs. Um, First of all, I want to shout out Jeremy. Um and Rayanne and Jewel. Thank you all. Thank you. Thanks, besties. Thanks for subscribing. We love you. We love you. Um, Patreon.com slash best mistakes pod. Do you want to take derp, us on a derp, deep dive? A derp derp. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> not derp dive. Deep dive. Deep dive. Like I think like December of 2020 or 2019 I was at a bar with these girls who I'm not friends with and wasn't really friends with at the time but acquaintances and they lived right one of them lived right near me and we were super drunk but they were like really drunk like falling out of their chair drunk and I thought that I wasn't as drunk and I needed a ride home, so I knew that I had to get into someone's car because I didn't like have enough money for an Uber and the bus wasn't running. So my options were limited, and I could see that the girl that I was going to drive with was pretty much blackout, and so I was like, all right, I'm just going to drive you home. Like, I'm drunk, but I'm not that drunk. And drove her home and pretty immediately as we started driving I realized that I was also close to blacking out and so I like white knuckled it all the way to her apartment going under the speed limit thinking that that I just thought that that would draw less attention Mm. but it then got us followed by a cop for like a mile through the suburbs that we were driving back to 
And then, of course, like, you know, the lights went on and we got pulled over and I was like, great, like, this is the end of my life. I, like, don't even have a car and I'm going to get a DUI. This is so stupid. Fuck. Um, also, like, my license hadn't been changed yet. So it still said that I was, like, legally a male. And so, like, that was going through my mind. Um, so we get pulled over. And lo and behold... Um, because my life is constantly a movie. The cop that pulled us over knew the girl who was in the car had had a crush on her in high school, Ugh. some hometown shit. And so she immediately did the talking. I did none. He asked if we were okay. And she said that we were fine. And uh, he let us go. Oh, so my God. we didn't get a ticket. I didn't get a DUI because he I thought she was hot. And went to high school with her. Um, but, you know, still a mistake because it could have ended disastrously. Yeah. Could have killed someone and or myself or gotten a DUI. Yeah. Um, or all of the above. Well, two of the above. Yeah, two of the above. You can't <laughs> die and get a DUI. I'd be fucked up if you were, like, if you got a If you got or... a postmortem DUI. <laughs> That'd be really mean. Yeah. That your family just has to deal with. Like, yeah. Like they can't drive now. They, they have to like months. pay the fines and like go to the classes. Yeah. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, that'd actually be funny. Um, will you government make that happen? Make <laughs> Hillary, that, our new Hillary, governor. Uh, our new <laughs> governor of New York City. Um, the state of New York City. The state of New York City. Make that happen. Wow, I can't wait for uh, Hillary Clinton and Kathy Hochul to run against each other. It's going to be a real cat fight. Okay. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> the claws are out tonight. Who's going to be nastier? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to canvas for Hillary Clinton as a joke. Um, As a joke. As a funny, funny bit, I'm going to get politically involved. As <laughs> a funny bit. I'm going to get politically involved in my Hillary Clinton hat. Yeah. Because I'm a nasty... I'm going to get nasty woman tattooed on me. Like we're right under teen idol. Yeah. Teen idol right nasty on my woman. Neck. <laughs> that teen idols grow up to be nasty women. Yes. Grow up, yes. <laughs> no, to just scroll down my... <laughs> you your like whole front torso is just like a long sentence. Yeah. <laughs> teen idols grow up to be nasty women who love their trucker boyfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And if you have a problem with that, kiss my fat ass, but fat yeah. with a pH. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's on the back. And then it like an arrow pointing yeah, down. Absolutely. So that's. Um, I do. I would love to get a tramp stamp that said nasty woman. I desperately want a trans, a tramp stamp. You want a I, trans stamp? I, I want a trans stamp. stamp. <laughs> I want you to sign your name on my tramp stamp area. There's my real deep dive. Anytime I've ever engaged in trans discourse on Twitter. That's my deep dive mistake. That it's just been a mistake. It's just been a mistake. <laughs> I did it today. I'm not doing it again. It wasn't even discourse. Just someone posted something annoying, and then another trans person was like, "Did you know that they're currently fleeing from Texas right now?" And I was like, "Well, no, I didn't, because like the website's not really set up for that for us to like go. You know, if you see like an annoying tweet, you just retweet it. You're yeah. not like never like looking at." not looking at your other tweets to discern whether or not like it was valid for you to tweet it if it's annoying it's annoying like um but I was like yikes no I didn't know that they were fleeing from Texas um anyway their tweet was still annoying Mm -hmm. so yeah and then that person unfollowed me well I mean that relates more to the this week's best mistake than your DUI story does you know what your DUI story or possible DUI story 
relates so much to Rebecca's essay that I'm just like, I don't need to relate it to this week's best mistake. I'll just relate your, um, that, that the general deep dive of not inserting yourself in, uh, discourse on Twitter. Yeah. As, um, so how it people are just annoying, annoying. What? So, I said trans people are just annoying. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not speaking on that so much as just discourse mm-hmm. on the internet and um, how taking taking uh, disagreements onto greater platforms is annoying. Yeah. And that relates to this week's best mistake. Best mistake. Um, There was... Twitter drama on, or not Twitter drama, even worse, TikTok drama um, on the internet this week that I found to be so um, insufferable and horrific Mm -hmm. that I needed to make it this week's best mistake. Um, It's also topical and it could honestly be the fuck up of the week in and of itself as well. Okay. But um, the drama between Modern Warrior and Chelsea Hart is me on TikTok. Have you heard anything about this? No. Okay. I was I was curious how much this was like leaking into other parts of the internet outside of TikTok because it felt very contained. But then I kept seeing have you heard anything about this? I kept seeing what? <laughs> no, but that's why I'm asking because I was asking if it got to other parts of the internet. Okay. Okay. So, Modern Warrior, um, aka his name is Lance, um, is a um, native, um, like social justice, uh, social media personality. Uh-huh. Um, He's known for his TikToks where he addresses white people as like, hello, colonizer. Okay. Have you you seen those videos? No. He's like very, very famous for it. Um, He has 2.7 million followers on TikTok and um, is just like one of the more prominent figures in um, like native and indigenous issues on like social media. Obviously, there are plenty of other people that are just as if not more prominent in like academia or like journalism, but you know, as a TikTok star, he's one of the big ones. Yeah. Um and there's another person who I think I don't know a ton about her and I honestly didn't want to put or them and here's we're, we're going to get into their pronouns, but their pronouns are they them and I will respect that. Um but their name is Chelsea Hart, and they are like a comedian, but also kind of a social justice presence, mm-hmm. which obviously I don't think those two things are automatically mutually exclusive, but it's hard to really get a read on what this person is like more well known or famous for. Like if they're a comedian who like has a social justice perspective yeah. or if they're like a social justice person that like it tries to be funny about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, it was very hard to get a read on all of that because they kind of have like a little bit of a um, checkered past in specifically comedy. And we will get into that. But this week, Chelsea posted a TikTok addressing um, Lance, a.k.a. Modern Warrior, um, and saying that, like, they didn't want to bring this to TikTok, but the, like, their, you know, interpersonal 
Um, drama has left them no choice. And they were like, I want to make it really clear that like the, the lies that like white supremacists spread about Lance to like discredit him as a um, leader in like advocacy and activism are all false. And I don't want to contribute to those at all. But I want to talk about how um, I have been like fostering a romantic connection with Lance over the last like however many months or a little bit over a year maybe mm-hmm. um and um i was under the impression and i and i made it very clear that i was under the impression that it was just us seeing each other and lance brought up polyamory a couple of times but we never actually discussed it as something that we were doing yeah. um and when i went to finally see him i had unprotected sex with him only to find out a couple weeks later that he's um, seeing other people and like that that's fucked up for XYZ reasons um, and w- part of the reasons that Chelsea highlighted that this was fucked up is that Chelsea lost a baby um, right before beginning their friendship with Lance and um, that was like one of the things that they really bonded over was Lance was really there for them in their like mourning and trauma over um, a pregnancy that they didn't weren't able to see through. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's like especially fucked up that um, they feel taken advantage of by Lance specifically sexually because it's like the same, you know, part of their body and stuff Um, that like the trauma that like, brought them so close together exists in. Yeah. Um, And so pretty immediately everyone takes Chelsea's side and is like, we're so sick of the people that are the um, leading voices in um, native TikTok and like, like BIPOC TikTok and the people that are like leading the, the conversations about white supremacy and activism um, being men because men just continue to let us all down and like by disrespecting a woman Lance is like um, discrediting a lot of the movement and yada 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 mm-hmm. things that I do technically agree with but I did even in the moment I felt like everyone was a little quick to like jump in yes. on this whole conversation when like really this seemed like a very personal issue that like while it's like fucked up um and annoying and like you and i have talked about how like real polyamory is it it involves communication and like everyone knowing that that's what's happening and if you're not doing that then you're like using polyamory as a scapegoat for your own like manipulative behavior yeah and so a lot of people are having this kind of exact discussion on tiktok for like a couple days Mm -hmm. um then another person um, who went whose username is Banana Marie, who has 327.9 thousand followers as of today. I, they may have had more or less mm-hmm. um, before all of this. She jumps in and she's like, I promised myself that I wasn't ever going to like do this. I promised Lance I was never going to do this. But after seeing Chelsea talk about their story with Lance, I like feel compelled to say that literally the exact same thing happened to me. 
And um, like we were fostering a romantic connection. I went out to see him. I had unprotected, unprotected sex with him only to find out that like he's having sex with all these other people and I didn't know about it and like is romantically involved with other people and I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and n- then Chelsea and I think their name is like this other person's name is Marie based on their username. But um, Chelsea and Marie... Uh, it should be noted are both white women and Chelsea even though using they them pronouns um, repeatedly refers to themselves as a woman in all of these discussions so I'm not like you know they're just like us I mean yeah kind of I mean I I get it like in situations like this even if you're non-binary your womanhood is definitely impacting how you're being treated and misogyny is informing the situation like so I don't I'm not at all discounting their non-binary identity. I will, however, mention that up until this starts to blow up, their pronouns in their bio are she, her, they, them. Of course. And it's not until the discourse starts to turn on them uh-huh. a little bit that they change their pronouns to just they, them. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So it was she, they <laughs> in their bio for a while. And generally what order your pronouns are in is um, the order that you prefer them. Yeah. Um, at least like in queer communities, that is the generally accepted rule. Um, and so that's why we like joke on this podcast a lot about like he, they's versus they, he's mm-hmm. and like she, they's and they, she's. But like it's it's more of like it doesn't really matter and nobody has like that much of unless you're like non-binary or transphobic most of us are just like, cool, whatever your pronouns are, yeah. that's fine. Like, there's not, we don't read a whole lot more into it other than when you weaponize your pronouns, when shit isn't going your way anymore. And I personally feel, and I know a lot of other people on TikTok also felt that um, you can change your pronouns whenever you want. You can feel like she they made sense for you one week and then the next week you're like actually you know what only they them but I just find it particularly suspect when you have that realization in the middle of a major controversy while many people are making videos about you and using she her pronouns while talking about you um only for those videos to eventually get called like put under fire because people are quote unquote misgendering you when like you know what I mean. It's a pretty good tactic, though. Honestly. Oh, it's, it's a genius. <laughs> I mean, it's so. Yeah. Well, genius. that's so that's it's it. I'm not accusing Chelsea of that being their like you know strategy. I just do think it's a suspect time to change their pronouns in their bio. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. So these two white women are um, calling out this indigenous man for being manipulative and taking advantage of their emotional intimacy that they shared with him and for um, weaponizing polyamory to be a player, essentially. And all of this is valid, but there's also obviously a lot of intersections of identity happening here. Yeah. um, Where in multiple videos, Chelsea is crying and... They may be non-binary, but they are also a white woman. Yeah. And a white woman crying. Um, you know, I, I hate to ever say that people's like feelings and tears aren't valid. And I don't even think that that's the case here. But if you're somebody who's like active in like 
activism and advocacy and anti-racism and anti-white supremacy, you should also be like, and you're, this isn't a live video. You're editing and uploading these videos and putting sad music under them. You can also like retake the video when you're not sobbing, when you know that like as a white woman, your tears are used as like fuel and weapons against men of color historically, you know? And like, even if this man of color technically did interpersonally deeply hurt you, if you're taking this to the internet and it was Chelsea's decision to bring this to TikTok, you need to be very, very thoughtful, in my opinion, and in a lot of other people's opinions about how you navigate that as a white woman doing so, um, calling out a man of color, an indigenous man of color who already has a bunch of white supremacists that like routinely send him death threats and are chomping at the bit for a reason to discredit him. Um, And the fact that the other person that like gets on board is like another white woman, this starts to rub TikTok in general the wrong way. Um, Not that these women shouldn't come forward about their experiences, about abusive or shitty behavior, um, but the fact that they both kind of purport to be people who are doing the work against mm-hmm. white supremacy while kind of engaging in a white supremacist tactic starts to feel weird to some people. And right around this time, Lance posts his apology video to Chelsea. It's got a filter on it. It's got music on it. They both do this. They both like have these like kind of heavily edited, heavily scripted videos throughout their like engagement in this controversy which is making everybody just go like why are we doing this why are we all watching what could have been a phone call (laughs) yeah and like you're putting like production value into it they're like both both of them they're standing in front of their ring lights to take these videos it's just like turns into a lot he posts an apology where he apologizes for not being an effective communicator chelsea responds to this video by posting a video of them hysterically crying um, about how they have trauma deep in their womb and like he knew that and like he like all he was all he's uh apologizing for is like not communicating effectively when like he has all this like trauma that he's triggered to that that he needs to now this is when everyone starts to not take Chelsea seriously anymore yeah. because even if all of that is true write a text, you know, like crying into your um, phone for your over 1 million followers and his, what is it? Like almost 3 million followers or over 3 million. Yeah. Almost 3 million followers for all of them to view. It's just like a little bit of a, charade for a yeah, lot I mean, of people. I thought that like we were only crying into our phones between the years of like 2016 and 2018 <laughs> as like a joke. Like I didn't know that people were still doing Well this. and so some things to mention about Chelsea. Chelsea has some like a lot of videos where they like speak like jokingly in like a mid-Atlantic accent um, or like a transatlantic accent or whatever. Ugh, um, and then a lot of these like videos of them like talking about their feelings, they kind of like slip into that accent, which Ugh. makes it also seem super performative and weird. Um, like I said, there's like a little like musical track under all of these videos that are, it's like sad, like heartbroken music. This person has a personality disorder. And um, all of them are over 30, everyone involved. Yeah, it's a, and and there's so at one point um, sick in the head. Literally, their head is sick. 
at one point, um, Chelsea's dedicated fans who have very much taken Chelsea's side in all of this and um, Banana Marie's side notice this other creator that Lance recently reposted onto his page named um, Witchy Twitchy TV, who who is... <laughs> who is... Who is a um, native indigenous woman who actually makes like really, really incredible content um, about like native issues and racism and white supremacy and all the things that Lance is known for. This user is also known for, but is a much smaller creator, only has about 100,000 followers at this juncture. Um, and everyone starts accusing because Lance had recently reposted this person, accusing this person of being the person that Lance like cheated on Chelsea with. Okay. Um, so now witchy twitchy TV starts to get bombarded with like hate and like death threats from Chelsea's fans. Yeah. And this is a indigenous woman who has nothing to do with any of this that because of all of this drama is now getting like, she mentions at one point that she missed work because she like was getting so much like intense vitriol online that like she was too stressed out to do anything. Um, She starts posting videos defending herself and like saying that like none of this has anything to fucking do with her. And that like makes things worse. And like, um, at one point, Chelsea is like, it's come to my attention that some of my followers are harassing this indigenous woman. And that was never my intention. She has nothing to do with this. Leave her alone. Like everyone, she makes really important content. Go follow her. Go learn from her. And then Witchy Twitchy TV is like, I don't want Chelsea's fucking followers. Like you, like anyone who found me through Chelsea, like, please unfollow me. Like this has been the worst experience of my entire life. Yeah. And I have nothing to do with any of this. And then Witchy Twitchy TV's account gets banned oh my god because of all of the like hateful comments and her responses to them yeah and she had just reached a hundred thousand followers when this happened like right before all of this happened and a hundred thousand followers on tiktok unlocks a bunch of new features like as far as like getting paid as a creator and like I don't know all the specifics, but there's a lot of different things you can do with TikTok once you reach 100,000 followers. And like she as a creator worked really hard to get there. And literally right as that happened, all of this happens and her account gets banned and it's permanently banned. This was like a week ago and she hasn't gotten it back. Um, So she started a new TikTok called Witchy Twitchy 2.0. And at this point, it's at 84.2 thousand followers. So if anyone listening to this has TikTok... I really recommend, I mean, I find her to be a really compelling creator outside of all of this. I really recommend following her and helping her get back to 100,000 because it's fucked up that this, like, essentially like a white woman's hurt feelings yeah. over this man fucked over, uh, uh, fucked over this, like, indigenous woman's, like, career yeah. that had nothing to do with any of this. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's, like, the biggest mistake of this whole saga is that... Um, this completely unrelated like woman of color got the worst blow out of everyone yeah. and the like white women and the like man of color are all just kind of like gonna be fine even though I think they were all equally shitty in their own unique ways yeah totally Um, 
And the things that have come out of it, like it's still kind of like the only thing anyone is talking about on TikTok, which has been very annoying for me as a person who like honestly didn't give a shit about any of this until today. I decided I was just going to learn exactly what happened because um, I know some of our listeners are on TikTok. Like there are people who listen to the podcast who like comment on my TikToks and stuff. So I know that like I'm not the only one who has been like watching this unfold. Yeah. Um, And I just... Yeah, I figured, um, why not talk about a real-time, like, internet drama mistake when that's, like, a lot lighter than (laughs) what's going on in the world? But I will say the thing, like, the good that has sort of started to come out of it is that um, in, as everything started falling apart and, like, Witchy Twitchy's account was getting bombarded with hate and, like, then got banned, um... Native TikTok and Black TikTok really band together to like kind of clown on everyone else involved Mm -hmm. and make a lot of I mean, I don't know how viral of content or how how far reaching of content. It's hard to tell with TikTok since the algorithm is so specifically catered to you. But it's at least getting onto my for you page. um, These kind of like larger conversations about like we don't give a fuck about this drama between this like white woman and this like indigenous man and the ways that their privileges and marginalizations are intersecting in like ways that have um, nothing to do with the rest of us. And is like making this conversation way more convoluted than it needs to be. But what this is like calling into question is like, why is it that we continue to give the people who do have the like systemic power of white supremacy behind them and the systemic power of the patriarchy behind them, the biggest platforms in these conversations about the people that are marginalized. Yeah. Um, And so a lot of people are like, we don't care who's right or who's wrong with Chelsea and Lance's like personal life. Um, And, you know, some people wanted to talk about how what happened to Chelsea and Marie was, sexual assault because it wasn't informed consent because it was unprotected sex and they didn't know that he was with other partners. And I do think that that is a valid conversation to be had, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't necessarily need to have played out the way that they played it out. Yeah. At all. Um, And so a lot of people are just taking this opportunity to like uplift the voices of like the women of color in these um, like pockets of the internet. Yeah. Um, because everyone's like, we kind of like the biggest thing is that we don't think that Lance or Chelsea really like deserve this platform. Yeah. Kind of regardless of what's going on between them. This is just proof that yeah, like, Chelsea sucks. this is just proof that people will like leverage whatever privileges they do have Absolutely. to like fuck over the people that don't have those privileges. And like Lance did that with like male privilege and patriarchal bullshit. But like Chelsea did that. I think to an even more um, intense degree with like her, for lack of a better term, like Karen or their, sorry, their like Karen tears in the whole situation. Um, But yeah, I found all that to be fascinating. The drama itself, I really didn't give a fuck about, but I found the way that it like rippled through TikTok and like created all these other conversations about like who we platform and why why we platform them yeah um to be pretty compelling and also 
something that came to everyone's attention is that Chelsea didn't have a miscarriage. Chelsea had an abortion. Oh, my God. Okay, so moral of the story is that Chelsea is a fucking <laughs> insane and should be locked up. <laughs> Literally, that is so crazy. That is insane. Like, certified. Moral of the story is that Chelsea is a bad, capital B, bad, evil, nasty person. Chelsea, come on the pod. Chelsea, come on the pod. I think that you're a fucking heinous human being. That is insane. I would actually love to have Witchy Twitchy on the pod, though. Insane. Insane Has to Has to Insane mm-hmm. To say that you had a miscarriage And it was actually an abortion Yeah I mean But didn't Well to be clear Chelsea never said That it was a miscarriage They said that they lost Their baby Yeah uh, no, You didn't lose your baby <laughs> Nuts Unless you were like Forced to have an abortion You didn't lose your baby This is also all alleged I want to say This is cruel Allegedly Chelsea's a bad person <laughs> um, Yeah I mean Moral of the story is that Chelsea is And also Further research I found is that Chelsea was a comedian in London for a while who, while in London, also called out their ex-boyfriend that was also a comedian in London Mm -hmm. for, like, sexual harassment because their boyfriend posted a photo of them in bed where, like, their shoulders were showing. I've met met so many versions of Chelsea. I fucking hate people like this. I think they're... There are blights on this planet Um, (laughs) Yeah moral of the story is Don't be a fucking bad person If you're over the age of I don't know 22, 23 Stop like weaponizing your interpersonal drama For like clout on the internet Because you like ruin people's lives If your frontal lobe is fully formed And you're still (laughs) doing that Bad person People who control a narrative by trying to be seen as the ultimate victim are so insidious to me. Yeah. It's like, control the narrative the way we do, by being fuck up. (laughs) You know? Control the narrative in a funny way. Yeah. Not by, like, why do you want people to victimize you? Yeah. And, like, infantilize you? And also, like, why do you want to be infantilized? Yeah, it's disempowering to, like, everyone else. Like, I I will say, I have felt like I have also been in some gray area assault situations where, like, technically the sex itself was consensual, but had I known certain things I wouldn't have consented totally. and like I think we've I think that's a very common experience yeah, and we've I don't talked think, about that I don't think we should be like minimizing that that is like a real thing that like Lance did wrong for sure but the way that it was talked about is kind of infantilizing and disempowering that like as if Chelsea were not an adult in this situation that had like no power to like discuss yeah. this with this person or like talk about it not online But, like, if you just immediately go online, or I don't know how immediate it was. Maybe they tried to talk about it more in person or over the phone. I don't know. But the way that it was taken to the internet as if anyone needs to know this. Like, what was the goal, you know? The goal was to, you know, again, feel victimized. Like, it's this weird, it's just, it's so strange. (laughs) I just don't get it. I mean... Listen to our Me Too episode to hear more in depth how I feel about this shit. Yeah. But it just, and how you also feel about it. Yeah. It's just like wild to me. Like, yeah. yeah. And it just like, honestly, not that like you're responsible for how you like, you know, none of us are like a representative of a community, but it just like gives such a bad fucking name to like other like white non-binary and like trans feminine and like queer people when you fucking act like this and like weaponize those parts of your identity. Those parts of your identity against people who are actually more marginalized than you are on like a actual level. Yeah. And not like my feelings got hurt because someone used the wrong pronouns level. Yes. Like I can't. Yeah. And and it's also just like continually disappointing not surprising but disappointing to just see how like 
white women continue to navigate these kinds of situations. Like, it seems like our default is always to just, like, fall down and cry. Yeah. And, like, get mobs to take care of our business for us. Yeah. And, like, you know, despite the, like, fact that this has deeply affected, like, white supremacists were targeting Lance and Witchy Twitchy on TikTok using this whole drama as, like, they're in to target these people. It's And, like, that, you know, that is historically something that, like, white women are, are... known for doing is yeah. like l- getting white supremacist mobs to take care of like their hurt feelings on their behalf yeah i mean and like I, the fact that this person like considered themselves like an ally and like an anti-racist advocate before this and didn't like take into account the implications of what they were doing in this situation and you know clearly they did take it into account because they did repeatedly say like this is not about like the things that the white supremacists on this app say about Lance this is not me trying to discredit Lance as like an activist like I don't want to like completely dismiss the fact that Chelsea did somewhat try to navigate that whole element of it but it almost felt like just for the sake of checking a box yeah, I mean, listen, you lose wh- whoever, whatever, however you identify, whoever you are, whatever you are, you immediately lose me the minute that you post a video of yourself crying into a camera on the internet. <laughs> I just, I don't care how genuine it is. Like, Unless it was like a live video that like someone else is taking of you and you just yeah. happen to be crying during it. But if you're the one in control and like you're the one editing it, unless you're, you're the that, one like setting up the ring light to um, take it. Yeah, unless you're that boy in that viral video from a few months ago who is crying at presumably like a Chili's or some family restaurant about how he doesn't want to hang out with straight people anymore because they're so boring. I don't, (laughs) I don't want to see you crying on camera. And this is coming from someone who famously used to like post videos of myself crying on camera, but again, my frontal lobe wasn't fully formed yet. So I didn't, I didn't understand here just so that nobody has to like go to Chelsea's page to like, um, to like give any of these. Cause also all of these videos have oh my god yeah like two plus mil- two to three million views <laughs> think about it. the checks that this person is yeah. getting for these videos yeah, yeah, yeah. i know i mean psycho duh. psycho um, hold on a second Ugh. so here's i just want to take a second to apologize to chelsea I'm very sorry for not being the effective communicator that I wanted to be. I may be pregnant with your child, and you are apologizing for your communication. I have an ache that lives deep in my womb, Lance. And sometimes I just cry from my soul about it. And I sent you so many messages opening up to you about that, you know... You knew. You fucking knew. You fucking knew. I never would have opened up my body that intimately to you. With the trauma that gives me anxiety attacks, my anxiety that manifests in my stomach and I puke. From that trauma, I still puke. 
I still feel nausea multiple times enough from the anxiety and the trigger responses from that from that from that experience. And you knew, and you knew the whole time. Don't you dare try to apologize for your communication. Why don't you apologize for taking advantage of my vulnerability to get in my pants? You knew I never would have ever slept with you without a condom had I known what was going on. I found out on TikTok. I found out on TikTok. Lance. I, it's the it's the music it's for the me. music it's just the <laughs> it's the music it's the ling, the ring light it's the like it's also that they are so hot they are so and hot. That, Chelsea, yeah that's this is important land like what <laughs> someone hot <laughs> i was actually someone hot well yeah I, here's like, the thing here's the thing the reason that i am not surprised at all that someone who looks like lance is the one who like is doing this is because like you need to be someone who's not conventionally attractive to be pulling these kinds of like True. wild games just to fuck people. Yeah. You know, like long distance internet friends of yours yeah. that you like manipulate into fucking you is like a real ugly person behavior. You totally. totally. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But um, <laughs> maybe that's why Chelsea's so upset. Yeah, but Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> But here's the thing. If I ever fucked someone that looked like that and they pulled that shit, you would never catch me talking about it publicly. Like, <laughs> behind the paywall on our Patreon episodes, for sure, I would be so embarrassed. Like, to then make TikToks about that where we can see what he looks like yeah. is crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, Chelsea has some kind of disorder. They're nuts. There. There, sorry. <laughs> Chelsea has the vibe and behavior of a like theater kid who like needs all eyes on them. It needs to like really enunciate in a certain way, in a very theatrical way. Like the way that they're like whispering in a stage whisper in this like TikTok video. It's, <laughs> it's just very Yeah. And like you heard the transatlantic accent slipping yeah, in, right? It's like weird. it's weird. And everyone's like, Oh, it's because they were a comedian in London for a while and they're like no. from Canada or something. But it's like, no, that's like a like a theater like it was a made up accent. <laughs> you can't like explain it anyway moral of the story so moral of the story is that everyone involved is absolutely psychotic except for um uh, twitchy twitchy witchy twitchy yeah and um i just i definitely think the biggest mistake of all of this but it's also like truly such so indicative of like how these things always go down is that the person who was hurt the most yeah by all of this was an completely uninvolved woman of color yeah no absolutely <laughs> like terrible it is like if you wrote that into a tv show that like a white woman and a man of color get into like a big argument and like neither of them face any consequences for it and the only person who faces any real consequences is like somebody who gets hit by truly like a stray bullet and it's like a woman of color people be like that's too on the nose yeah that's too much of a metaphor for how all social justice warrior shit plays out sad um so yeah that's what happened on tiktok this week everybody Wow. Uh, yeah i haven't done something Thank like this as a journey. mistake since um 
Trisha Paytas and Ethan Klein. Yeah. So it felt good to get back. And it's the same thing where Trisha Paytas used like switched to they them pronouns like yeah. around the time that all this started happening, but is now back to she they. It's like yeah, <laughs> as as a they she she they I do the opposite when I do fucked up things I just switch back to he him (laughs) (laughs) so people cut me more slack (laughs) both as a man and as a detransitioner yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're like he's gone through a lot leave him alone (laughs) happy international women's day turf (laughs) Uh, I mean that's a great place to end it I think (laughs) so uh Test your holes. Uh, well, send us your, your mistakes. Your, send us your mistakes while you're write testing us, your holes. Write us your reviews. While you're testing while your drugs. You're testing, <laughs> while you're testing your drugs. And, and um, um, kiss your friends on the, on the mouth. mouth. With tongue and informed consent. And if informed you don't want any TikToks made about consent. you. Um, and you know what? If you tell your friends you're not going to kiss them on the mouth and then you decide to again... It's cool. <laughs> as long as everyone's cool. As with long it. as it's ever yeah, as long as you're all cool with it and you're in Mexico. Yeah. And that no personal experience we're speaking from. That's just like something that occurred to us recently. To yeah, add, yeah, I was thinking today. To what advice did I want to give the best yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, bye. bye. Love you. <laughs>